0: Welcome everybody, it's episode 85, hot, hot Take from the Kitchen. We are back in my kitchen because it is a rainy night here, so hopefully we'll get back outside one day.
1: Next week's looking good.
0: Good. Hopefully we can make that happen. Yeah, as
1: as we do a chronic scare, yeah. which is what happened last time.
0: So. All right, our guests tonight are Mary Egan and Jesse Osmer, so Welcome. Hey, guys. Appreciate having you on. Thank you. All right. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is kitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And no new emails or messages this week. wish you had something.
1: No. no. All right. I've had a conversation about having guests on. And I'm having a conversation with them about the pod, which doesn't necessarily, a couple of people, are just, you know, where it's amazing to me how many people are still like, what are you talking about? Which is fine. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not expecting everyone to be like, what are you doing? But like the one person I asked is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you just explain to me what's going on? So then I was like, okay. So now I was like, all right. And then he's like. I really don't want to do that. And I'm like, okay, that's fine too. So, all right to say
0: no. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we'll get into hot takes. And the first one I have is The Rock is buying the XFL.
1: Are you serious? Yeah.
0: Him and then some investors are going in on it for $15 million.
1: I have nothing nice to say. You don't so, like it? No. I think that's just a really bad move on his part. But Why? Because I don't think any sports can really happen right now.
0: I don't think they're going to be playing right away. Yeah. I think they're just buying the
1: name right now. Okay. I mean, that's my first, that was my hot take, my first thought. Why would you buy anything with sports right now when it's all going in the shed or right down the toilet? So. I don't, he's got the money to do it. I mean, him. you're right. So, And I'm sure he's a partner, right? Yeah. So yeah. they're just using him.
0: He's the face. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And our second hot take is it was the new Wisconsin Supreme Supreme Court justice was sworn in while running in Ultra America. So at mile 35, they stopped her and swore sworn into office in a 100-mile race.
1: Is there a reason for that?
0: I don't know. I just saw the headlines like, wow, that's... Do you guys know anything about this?
2: I don't jog. Yeah. Or do marathons.
3: I think she's a Democrat. I'm not sure, but I believe that their last election was that a Democrat was uh elected. So I don't know. I think obviously um Wisconsin they gave up trying to tell everybody that they were shaped like a mitten. They tried that for a while. And so now to get in the news, they're just doing extreme marathons. I think it's you know, why not?
1: What I'm hoping, (laughs) and I can relate to this as a person that's used to run along distances, is that she booked this a long time ago, and I was like, I'm going to run this race, whether I win it or not.
3: Well, she made it 35 miles, so I'm pretty sure she probably did. I mean, she must do yeah. this,
1: otherwise she... But you know. do people know they don't have to do that?
3: Right, like, yeah. Marathons
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: are not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
4: gosh,
1: it's
5: horrible. It's horrible.
1: I am contemplating running another marathon. <gasps> I ran one, and I didn't even run. I, well, I ran the first 19 and a half miles, and then I crashed, and I didn't run the last... You know six seven miles you know instead of running a marathon maybe run for an office I but oh, well, just throwing it out definitely there. not <laughs> but i mean i, I you know what as a person this is a great spot to have this conversation and we're a great spot i've actually for the first time in my life i thought about that good as jesse's asked me numerous times for the this last six months with everything that's gone on in the world yeah. i'm very much in the space of well you need to at least look in the mirror first yeah And if you're not Mm -hmm. willing to at least do something other than just point out the problems of the world, like, I mean, I have some solutions too, but I mean, like really world-person solutions get get in there. Yep. But yeah.
3: I think that if more people thought about being the solution uh, rather than just pointing out the problems that the world would be a better place. So um, I don't know, you know, what you're thinking about running for or what your positions would be, what you want to do, but, certainly i think everybody that's something that you should think about that's honorable service that is serving your community
2: well, and i think especially with somebody like steve i mean you are so plugged into the community you have such a passion for you know seeing people to succeed uh you know that's why i've asked you before i'm like are you sure maybe you know there's an opening are you sure so but you know i think it's good also that you put a lot of thought into it a lot yes. of people don't do that yeah they jump in without really having done
3: Well, it becomes a vanity
2: project,
3: and I think that, you know, um, when you think about it seriously and you think about the work behind it, because, boy, it's a lot of work, whatever you're running for, it's a lot of work, the job itself, not just running, running you know, uh, secondary, but the job itself, whatever it is, is just so um, labor-intensive. I have enough friends who are in elected office to know that, and um, you got to take it seriously.
1: Well, I think it's something you can speak on, too, because I know you're active. It's like being on a nonprofit board. For sure. It is. I, I think, because I didn't know how hard you work. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are on boards that just, their name's on it, and they're there for the picture, and then, then that's about it. And then they disappear. And they disappear. And really, when it comes to, when, it's, when the rubber meets the road, it's the same five people, it seems like. And the time I spent in the United Way, there were people I learned that were very much like that. Mm -hmm. And it frustrated me a lot, Mm -hmm. which is when I was, when my time with the United Way was over, Mm -hmm. I had like... Six boards all asked me at the same time. Like, we would love for you to join. Right. And I told them, Mom, no way. Like, I took a whole year off. I was like, I just need a break, yeah. you know. Well, I felt like every time someone saw me coming there, like, oh, man, Steve's going to want something from me. Sure. And then it, it doesn't feel good after all, no. Even though it's coming from the right place, I just was like, this is awkward. So I was like, I just want a break where when I see Eric Peterson, he's not thinking, Oh, God, does Steve want a free meal for right. our, a homeless person or something exactly. like that, you know. So um and then it also made me really picky on what I chose to jump on because I didn't want to be that board member that was just there. Right. And I you see it. I mean I know you know. So I mean, you do, you yeah. know,
3: you definitely do. And I think anybody who considers being on a nonprofit board, um I think that's great because I think that for the most part, it comes from a place of people wanting to serve, but a nonprofit exists and it's only able to exist because of a lot of free labor by board members and volunteers. And so you're just going to be dead weight um, to the people who are really doing the heavy lifting. It's so dispiriting. Mm -hmm. So Um, I think any kind of service like that, whether it's elected office or it's nonprofit work or you're you're just volunteering for your kid's school, whatever you're doing, your church, to, to be able to do that in whatever capacity, whatever time and talent that you have. Is a, such a gift. Um, I know that from working on nonprofit the, the organizations, you know, boards, and and just volunteering my time. That it really is a gift to to give. So even if you're only able to do it for you know one Saturday a year, it's still it's still really valuable. So people should
1: really consider
3: consider that.
1: And a lot of times like alice and our great example we don't have a lot of money at times to be able right. to donate yeah so amen. the way we hit donate is our time
3: amen yeah that's really And the important.
1: effort that we could put into something we were servers for the yeah. main were. it, was, site it yeah. was great so i mean just little things like that and, and um i don't know it's just it's uh yeah it's a weird thing so
3: yeah it's but it's tiring too and i think you have to know when to say no and uh you kind of recharge and step back and and then you get back
1: in the fight yeah it's where exactly where i'm at right now and i'm in a really neat place with it because <laughs> well, i have well i love art and loft anyways period mm-hmm. but we're working on some things that just what you said i love what, being able to do something for Alpina mm-hmm. and like just bring an energy to Alpina and Man, we're working on something right now. I just cannot
5: wait. Like, I
1: can't wait for it to get out, and I can't wait. I, I honestly believe that it's going to, I don't want to say transform Alpena, but it's one of those things that will make just, it's just awesome. It's, there's, no, there's nothing like it in Northern it's Michigan. Such a tease, Steve. I going to say, that's one heck of a tease. Yes, yeah. Steve. Nothing like it in Northern Michigan. And that's what I love about it. It's like, I mean, I'm shallow in the way of like, I don't like Traverse City, like people like, oh, I wish Alpena was Traverse City. And I'm always like, well, I don't like Traverse City. I've made that pretty clear. But I love the idea that we're gonna be able to do something that they're not gonna have and I can rub it right in their freaking faces. (laughs) I just love it. And I just, I love the idea that people are gonna be like, oh, is that up in Traverse City? And I'm gonna be able to like, no, it's (laughs) in (laughs) Alpena. Steve just
3: made a really loving hand gesture. <laughs> yeah, he did the peace sign, but he forgot a finger. Yeah, and it was
1: heartwarming. It was, it was anyways, <laughs> to go on with your hot takes. I'm sorry. We tangent Go ahead. Okay. Well, I have a hot take. <gasps> but screwing out a hot take. Everybody needs to vote tomorrow. Yes. They do. I already yes. voted.
5: I voted Saturday.
1: Yeah. So if you haven't voted, you need to go out and vote because tomorrow is the primary. If we get to zone time. What? We get it on time. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But any chance we get it to remind people that they need to vote, whether it's for primary vote or tomorrow or November fourth bonds, whatever, just go vote.
3: Every chance you get, every chance you get. One of the things, my great grandmother uh, never voted, even though she could. Um, she never voted. And, um, so I always think every time I don't feel like going to vote for, you know, if it's a school board election or there's really not much on the ballot, I think of that. And I think I'm going to vote because she didn't. And, um, for me and being raised as a feminist, that it's so important for people who didn't always have the chance to vote, to exercise that right. So I actually have a picture of the first time I voted it was, um, I'm not going to say the year, but because <laughs> it will destroy the illusion that I'm 29. Yeah, <laughs> and calm down. And, uh, but I have a picture and I usually take a picture every time I vote. And um, I will tell you that from the 2016 election, I still have the white dress I wore with the I voted sticker. I've not worn it since
2: it's in the morning. I know I should know this, but I don't, I don't. Are you now legally allowed to take a picture? Inside the voting just not it, yeah. uh, not of your ballot.
3: I honestly don't know. I'm not sure. I think that you are. I just don't think that you can take a picture of the ballot. But there I do it outside.
1: There was the a bill play. this last year. I
3: can't remember if it went
1: through or I, I yeah. just do it outside of. Yeah, me too. Just because it just feels weird. I yeah. know. I know for a while we weren't allowed to. It's so. like
3: taking pictures
2: in church.
1: Right. I kind
3: of like you know, like you, I just don't. I, I, I didn't do it doesn't so. feel right.
1: But
2: yeah, if you don't, it if this does come out after tomorrow's election. Um, Get online, register to vote. Get down to the Secretary of State's office, your county clerk. Yeah, you know, get your name on the roster and make sure you're there in November.
3: And I went. I did early voting at El City Hall. I didn't know you could do that. My mom told me about it, and I went. And I just have to say, those folks were great. They this is the, I said, do you work every Saturday? And they said, no, it's just the Saturday before the election. And it it could not have been easier. They had masks. Um, if you didn't have one, they kept people even though there weren't a lot of people there Um, and by not a lot of people it was just me and my mom so (laughs) but um, but they had cubbies where you could vote and it they could not have been kinder it was one of the things that made me stop and appreciate alpina and living in a small town that you know just on a saturday you get to go into city hall and there's you know you just talk to the nice ladies there and um they they set me up so that i could vote absentee in november and it was great. It's like when I go to the airport and they offer me cupcakes. I mean, it was, yeah. it, it's wonderful. It's like one of the best parts of living in Alpina. So I just and, really and appreciated right.
2: it. I, I've done absentee voting um, almost every election, nearly only because I'm usually working a campaign somewhere. I don't yeah. know where I'll end up in the county or the state or the district that night or that day. Um, and, and you're right, our city clerk, our county clerk, they've done a fantastic job in making sure that... that Individuals can get in and out. It's easy. Uh, they're extremely helpful. Um, yeah, I, I encourage people to take advantage of it if, if you're not sure where you're going to be on election day. Um, if you're, you know, unsure, maybe a family member's health, you know, We're it's just it's the situation great.
3: with COVID. It's right. we, God knows what it's going to be like in November. So um, I just, you know, I think that people in government get. Um, and this is where Jesse and I will disagree on some things. But people in government frequently and people in politics get a bad rap. But, um, I think that you got to stop and think that these are real people, and the vast majority of them are the people who keep our towns and cities running and they I do li- a
2: great I job. I literally work in government, I don't think I disagree that we get a bad rap every once in a while. You do get a rap, bad rap, like, well, and that's apart.
1: that's interesting because that is i have friends i have a a lot of friendships much like you two have yeah where i tend to lean more on jesse's side right and a lot of my friends are more on the other side and i've really come down to figuring out it comes down to how we view government Mm -hmm. and what we think just role of government well not necessarily the role because i think i agree with their role of government a lot of times my problem is is i don't think they can execute it Mm. so like man, I would love universal healthcare. That's a great example. I didn't think it would be amazing. I would, there's just no, there's just no way they'll do it. Like I think I absolutely. I and mean, it goes on. I just don't trust the government. They're gonna screw it up. They're gonna make it worse. It's gonna become more expensive. Blah 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 blah. blah. But it's just.
2: Right. And I think we've had similar discussions, and, and it goes the same way. You know, there's a lot of times where I'll say, for example, some of the executive orders that have come down. I'm not necessarily opposed to every single executive order. I'm opposed to most of them. <laughs> but again, it's mostly because I think that there's not enough voices at the table. Our reps and senators have been left out of it. But with all that aside, there's been occasions where I've told me I think this executive order is good, but there's no way to enforce it, so what's the point?
1: You know, why why have something on the, on the- Yet he wanted a travel case? ban. But anyway, so we I get- <laughs> I, Well, I, I would have taken their travel ban as well. Exactly. Uh, My only issue, Ben, in this whole thing is I, I felt like this entire thing is half-assed. Mm-hmm. So I, and my only thing is I just wish we would have just gone for it, like and, though, right? and, well, and that's what, and again. It kind of goes back to what I said. Like I, I think she's done a fantastic job. But I mean, no, there are some <laughs> things that have absolutely infuriated me about it, and I've been really upset. And I have no, but overall, when you have to make these amazingly tough decisions on the data that's placed in front of you, and, and we've always said this, she has data that we have no idea. Right. We we don't get to see the data. That she
2: has. neither does the
1: legislature. Yeah, so. yeah. So we don't know what <laughs> oh, she. I has. Think many of you. Do. We've had that discussion. <laughs> yeah, but um, I just, you know, things just don't add two and two at times, and those are the moments that frustrate me. So,
3: so at the risk of taking over, I think that um, and you can kick me into the table. No, you're fine. That, but. Um, I think what it comes down to, and so, so when you asked us to come on the podcast, yeah. it was about um, friendships that uh, with people with wildly different political right. viewpoints. So for uh, people who don't know, Jesse is a legislative aide, correct, for, for Sue Aller, right. um, who's our um, Michigan representative for the 106th District uh, Republican, and I am... Um, like to the left of Bernie Sanders. Um, So I am super, super liberal um, and was raised in a very political family. My father ran um, part of Senator Hart's campaign in Southeast Michigan. I grew up as a baby canvassing in Ann Arbor where I was born um, with my parents. I mean, we are democratic to the core.
1: But I love that.
3: Yeah, to the core. And the thing is with Jesse and me, first of all, I think with friendships, um, that you're friends with people and there's a reason you're friends with them. There's something about them that uh, attracts you. It's not unlike a romantic relationship. There's just a chemistry there. Right. Um, And I think that we disagree wildly about things. I mean- um, And often. And often. (laughs) And it's not that we don't discuss politics, because we do, but I think what you said is so important. to to kind of spin off of it, it's about, for Jesse, and me. for I'll just speak for myself, for me, when I, I love politics. I love politicians. I think that being a politician is an honorable profession. I thank people for their service, because to me, that is public service, and it is in many ways a selfless thing to do. I know the time. I know the effort. I know how difficult it is. For some people, they go into it, it's a cult of personality and I'm thinking of one person in particular, but uh, for a lot of people, it really is about doing work. And especially the more local you get, the less partisan it is. Mm-hmm. Um, people may vote and, and they may run on a partisan ticket, but it really is about doing the 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 the, the meat of, of the matter. And you, right. uh, in your office, work with Democrats all the time. Oh, you, you have get, to. Yeah, you, have, you to. have to. So the thing is with Jesse and me is that I know we try to understand each other's worldview, your point of view, what gives you your beliefs. So we're both religious. We're, we're religious in different ways. Um, I'm Episcopalian. He's Catholic. We discuss that. It informs our worldview. It's about the way we grew up. It's about being in a small town. And, and we both, I think, we've had discussions. I think one of our best discussions was about abortion. So and true. we really, it wasn't about trying to change each other's minds because Really, realistically, you're not going to change someone's mind politically. Mm -hmm. You're really not. I mean, the chances are very slim. It's really about trying to understand the other person's perspective. And I think in this day and age, we do so much demonizing. And it's so much easier to be rigid and yell at each other across a keyboard. And we're not really interested in what what diverging views are. Mm -hmm. So we really talk. We really discuss people. Your we discuss your point of view, why you feel a certain way and why I feel a certain way and why I think it's not about feelings, either. Right. it's right. feeling, but it's also about thinking. And I think that we I know for, I respect your opinions. I don't agree with almost any of them, but I, I respect them because I understand why you
1: believe the way you do. Well, I think it's easy because it's you two both obviously have a passion, mm-hmm. not only for politics, which is evident here, yeah, but for the altruistic view of what you want our country to be better. You, you're not looking to yes. set the whole thing on fire and walk away no. from it. No. So, and I think, you know, like I said, Jesse, I don't line up perfectly either. No. And while we both are on, I guess if you had a picket on the same side of the aisle, I mean, I'm, I get called Republican by name more than anybody I know. But just because it's like, whatever, yeah. I get it. But yeah. um, I just love that you both are passionate have different viewpoints, but are able to still, because in, in this day and age, it just seems like, and I think the key where you said that was understanding.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So many people are, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys do, but I'll just randomly scroll on something, that will catch my eye. I watch friendships, family members dissolve right before my oh, very right. eyes.
2: Yeah, definitely. And, definitely. It just, and it, I mean, it happens too often. And, and I've had it happen, unfortunately, um, probably more times than I can remember. I will say fortunately most of those friendships have since kind of gotten you know uh, smoothed out but where you disagree passionately with me what they don't understand unlike mary and i you can disagree and still be fine an hour later you know it's not personal it's a it's a disagreement on, on a philosophical political view religious you know viewpoint that that works its way into that and i mean mary and i will go out for you know, we'll go to a dinner party we'll go for mm-hmm. drinks We'll wake up the next day and, and campaign like hell against each other's candidates, and then right. we we'll get together later on that night to go somewhere else. You know, yeah. it's it's something that really doesn't have to tread into, I think, um, any type of friendship, really. So, um, and there's married couples who, yeah. who are on opposite ends of, of the spectrum, wildly opposite ends yeah. sometimes, and and they survive. So, um, you know, it's just about finding that balance, uh, respecting the fact that you're not going to change someone's mind, and and also I think. As Mary stated, you know, trying to uh, better understand where where those views come from. You know, you don't have to necessarily agree with them. You don't have to support those views, but you have to appreciate the fact that not everybody's you know this horrible demon if they don't agree yes. with you politically. And, yes. and that's where we are, it seems like, going at least. Uh, I've been shutting shit down. <laughs>
1: like I've
3: noticed that. Yeah, you <clears throat> you've gotten to a point where you're just like I've had
1: it. Yeah, I, I bet you I've unfriended 200 people. Over the past two months.
3: Wow.
1: And what I've done is I was very strategic with my Facebook. I had left it public for a long time. Oh, wow. And well, just because I I mean, it was an aid to sell cars. Oh, God. Still is. Still is. I don't. But what I've noticed was is that somewhere along the line, by just taking anything and anyone, I ended up getting a lot of weird people. And I had this group of people. That whether they want to believe it or not, we're completely racist in their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, while some people were like, well, I think we can still have opinions and be friends. I was kind of like, yeah, but this isn't really no. a good opinion. No. This is kind of like a bad thing. But like that's then, a good point. Yeah. And then and that's what I've been doing. I've just been, nope, no. Like, yeah. no. And then it's just been a very interesting journey I've been on. And what's been happening as, as this has reopened. And I'm starting to see people more. So a lot of these people are like, oh, what happened? And I'm probably like, well, you kinda know what happened. I'll, I'll be honest with them. I'll be like, you posting this, I would like you, I'm gonna give you a chance to explain your viewpoint. And if you can explain your viewpoint, I'll tell you what I felt like for now. I felt we were pretty racist. And I'd happily listen to how you want to explain it to me. And if you can explain it to me logically, and I'll tell you how I feel. And if not, we're cool. I'm mean, I'm not going into like putting on blasts and hanging out to drive in front of everybody. That's not how I want to roll. But like, if you honestly believe that a white person is more valuable than a black person, then like, oh, yeah. we don't really need, I I really don't really need to see that. I just don't need you to see your posts and You're your right. thoughts and your yeah. views. And, and that's what I've done. Well, those are usually the people that, and you know, I think we all have these types of people on our, on our
2: social media. But you have individuals who for example we will talk about you know the black lives matter movement that's you know kind of taking the country by storm um and you have discussions about statues you know should they come down or should they stay up you have a lot of people who believe everything every single statue should stay up leave them alone you know that's just a part of our heritage our history however they want to you know codify that yeah the other group saying like tear them all down you know if, if there is one bad law you know take it down and i think know mary and i've had this discussion i i at least a more of a measured approach you know you have to kind of look at it and say you know where were these people really in that spectrum you know i mean we have a lot of individuals that that um you know fell in between you know they weren't bad people they weren't good people there were some bad flaws um and and those have to be looked at but you have a lot of statutes that need to come down and i don't understand the argument where people say. Every statue is a good statue, you know. Let, let's keep these statues up of these people who did really horrible things.
3: Yeah. All of a sudden, people have turned into like art history nuts. These right. are people who've never been to a museum. They have no idea who this person is. It, it because everything in our world, all of a sudden, um, or and it's not all of a sudden. I I believe that this has really been a. a, a slow rolling tsunami that's been coming since the eighties and maybe even always for all time that um, we have become increasingly divided and it becomes, I don't like, like for me personally, wearing a mask should not be a political discussion to me this is just stupid. It, it put the mask on. Okay, even if it only cuts your risk by, you know, let's say at 5%, it increases the likelihood that you'll that you won't infect someone. Put the damn mask on. It's not a political thing, but it has become even the most uh, the, like like innocuous things in our lives, that, uh, things that should just be done for the common good because we care about our neighbor. Uh, or we believe that you know senior citizens or people with who are immunocompromised have value um it, these are things that should not be political but they are and, and it makes me very sad because i have friends like jesse and and there are no two people who believe more differently than we do we I really have, i would agree with we that. really don't agree on Almost anything, but I will take you down if you are ever mean to my friend. Mm-hmm. And I love Jesse, and I know he loves me, and we defend each other, and I know he's a good person. I know that while he may be misguided and while he may not understand different different. Different li- lives, different different perspectives um, than his own. Uh, that that it doesn't come from a place. He's not a racist. He's not a homophobe. He's he's a good person, and that's where it's different. Then you have people who just truly the racist they just are yeah. they, they, they are homophobic that they, they, these are people i was shocked seeing you know um, someone who worked at a local restaurant and i'm sure you know yeah. what i'm talking about was going on saying like you know i'm not going to be nice to black people i you know i'm not going to do this and that just saying horrible things about gay people and i just thought like It's so sad that it used to be that people at least had the decency to be ashamed and know they shouldn't say that stuff in public, but we're in such a place, and I think social media has a lot to do with it, I frankly, and I know this isn't a popular opinion, I think who we have in the White House has a lot to do with it, that people believe that it's okay to say things that they normally would have, like I said, have the decency to realize, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Yeah. I shouldn't think that, but I definitely shouldn't say it. Um, and I think that it's really contributed to the incivility. Um, but at the same time, I think on the other side of this, that we have this ideological purity um, that, uh, and there, there is no such thing. One, one bad thing. All of a sudden, you're a racist. You're a homophobe, and that's not true either. Right. That's right. not
1: true either. All right. We're gonna take a quick break. So we are going like to record in yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. Okay. So this would be the part where we kind of talked about what we just talked about. So we're going to Tarantino this moment. Okay. And we're going to start with Jesse. Jesse, why don't you tell everybody who you are? Did you grow up from Alpena, where you're from? A little background about yourself.
2: Okay, yeah. Um, so Jesse Osmer, uh, born and raised in Alpena, I guess, for the most part. Moved it around a little bit as a kid, but not very much. Um, most people probably know me from one of two places, either anything to do with Republican candidates or, or the party um, or the state theater, which I worked at for a number of years prior to getting involved in politics. Um, ended up getting involved. In the local Republican Party by accident, ran into some guy uh, that came in and had a Gerald Ford for president hat on. It was like a vintage hat. I just said, hey, nice hat. Uh, at that point, I identified myself as an independent, but I had always voted Republican. It was just how I think I voted for maybe two Democrats uh, at that point in my how life. Who were they? I'm not going to tell. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up going to a meeting. And as it is in the Republican Party, I was the youngest guy in the room by about 30 years. So I was pounced down by all these candidates running for office ended up volunteering. I had a problem saying no at the time as well. So I was working like eight different campaigns (laughs) that cycle. Um, and then shortly thereafter was elected as chair of the party met, uh, Dan Beneshek the following year. He's running for Congress. I was too naive and too green to realize that like, you don't get You don't leave a secure job to get involved in a six man primary. Uh, but I really liked him. I believed in him. He was, you know, just a really genuine person. And, uh, He ended up, and actually a good lesson for those who don't vote, he ended up winning his election originally by one vote in that primary. Uh, They shook the tree afterwards after certification. They found 14 other ballots, so 15 votes in a congressional primary, which is super close. Um, And then I went on to work for him in his congressional office um, for six years. ended up running for office myself in 2016. What I learned that year was while I am great at running races, I am horrible (laughs) running my own race, which... 1010 would not recommend you ever do uh, always get somebody else to help you and then uh ended up going to work for um Sue Eller who was a good friend of mine uh, we who became, beat you yeah we became better friends in the right. primary yeah um and we would actually talk during the primary probably for at least an hour once a week and we weren't talking about our own campaigns or anything like that but just what are you running into out the field uh you know did you hear about the PFAS issue down in Ascoda did you hear about you know the business closing up in Alpina? Know what's going on with those fishermen up in press heel. And we just talk about random things like that. Um, developed a friendship. And after she was elected, um, she came to me and asked me to come and run her office in Lansing. So I've been down there working with her for the last three years. Been a great experience. We actually uh, clicked and, and have a lot more in common than than we even realized. Um, I mean, there's so many. It's creepy how many times like we'll be working on the same project without calling each other. It'll be like 10 o'clock at night. It's not unusual for her to call up and say, hey. You know, did you see this? I'm like, yeah, I've been working out for the past hour. She's like, me too. <laughs> um, so anyway, but it's, it's been a fantastic experience. And especially just the blessing that it's been in, in allowing me to stay in Northeast Michigan, stay in my hometown, and really try bringing the, the spotlight to Northeast Michigan, which is often overlooked, you know, when, when compared to the rest of the state. So, um, yeah, that's about it in a nutshell.
3: Jesse loves Northeast Michigan.
1: Yeah. He does. He loves yeah. it. I'm super passionate about he it. Is. <clears throat> he is. He is. Yeah, for sure. It's one of the things that I think often when I creep on your feed, <laughs> yeah. and I will see inevitably somebody make a comment like, well, you're not even here half the time. yeah, Or like, "You, what do you care? And then I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you can." Please cannot- keep
3: doing that. I highly yeah. recommend
1: doing that. Yeah, you cannot be serious. So like, I mean, there, there's some people that are like, you know, I can't understand if they may, may not like Alpena, that you can get to that, but he's not one.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, my time with Dr. Dan, I was one of the few staffers who I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. I didn't have obligations that kept me in Alpena, you know, other than just my own love for the place. So when he'd come to town and and he'd be touring the district for two weeks, I was a kid. They they threw in the car with him to drive him around for two weeks. So I got to see a lot of Northern Michigan and UP. And then with Rep Adler, obviously, you know, she goes down for session. I'm down when she's down there. And when she's back up in district, I'm back up here. So I do rent a room down there three nights a week, but my apartment, my home, you know, is, is still here. So it's, uh again, it's been a blessing to be able to have a job that, that allows me to not only uh, stay in my community, which is sometimes tough economically, you know, even as we saw back in, in the um, 2009, 10, yeah. that, that time, um, and even more recently. And also, again, just to, to be able to bring bring more stuff back home, you know, be able to fight for, for those
1: resources. Yeah. Um, I just saw Sue two weeks ago at the posing graduation. Oh yeah. Allison and I were just standing there and watching the graduation and all of a sudden she goes, how are you just, this lady comes, <laughs> she had the glass, sunglasses on. And I mean, I didn't even know it was her at first. Just, so how are you guys doing? And then we were, I was like, Oh, Hey Sue, how are you? And I, I don't think anyone really knew who she was there. Cause I don't think posing super, I know the majority of people there. I would think were very concerned about her state representative. Right. They were the eyes were on the kids and everything right. running around, but Sue spent, I don't know, at least a half hour talking to me. and, Alice and Yeah. That's really yeah. nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah,
2: her love for Northern Michigan is, is, it's, it you know, it comes it's, it's, it's a, very genuine. It's apparent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And oh. God, she has so much energy, you know, I mean, she's just nonstop.
1: It's going to be tough. It's I mean, Sue's yeah, what, two more years of Sue, right? And yeah. then we're
2: all, all done with her and that's yeah. going to be, and we don't know what the lines are gonna look like. You know, we have this yeah. new this new commission now that's going to redraw our lines and who knows what the hundred and sixth district will look like, you know, or, or the congressional district or anything for that matter, you know, outside of the county. It's wild. Yeah. We're gonna come it's, back. It's, I'm it's going going interesting. To come, I mean I
1: wanna come back to that, but before that, I would like To the lady to my left.
3: Ah, thank you.
1: Yes. Why don't you tell us about who you are, too?
3: I am Mary Thurston Egan. Thurston is my middle name. And so a lot of people know me by Mary Thurston. And I've been in radio in Northeast Michigan for 15 years. I love it. It is my passion. Um, But so is fundraising. And so I decided I would make my parents proud and use my college degree and get get a a job that was, um, you know, paid enough, didn't pay me in pot bottle returns, which is basically what radio pays. <laughs> so I um, still do my radio show, but I now have, and I'm on WATZ from uh, 10 till 2 every weekday, 99.3 on your dial in Northeast Michigan. You can also find this at WATZ.com. You so can love listen it. everywhere. But uh, I love radio. I love WATZ. I also worked at 1077 The Bay in the past. Love The people there—they're still my friends, and I can't say enough about broadcasting in Northeast Michigan. It has been a gift and a joy, and um, I'm so lucky to be able to have that microphone still. But I also am thrilled that I'm the new director of alumni relations for Alpena Community College. I have a very interesting story that could be a whole um, thing—a whole other podcast, but. Um, ACC really gave me the opportunity to um, get a wonderful education. I graduated from ACC, I went on to the University of Iowa and uh, majored in creative writing there. And I would not have been able to do that if it weren't for ACC. So I am passionate about uh, raising money for ACC and getting our students there connected to our alumni. We have alumni all over the world who have done incredible things and we measure alumni not just by graduates, but by anybody who's ever taken a class at ACC. If you've stepped on campus and you have, uh, you've you've uh, sat in a classroom and learned something, we want to talk to you. And so we're super proud of our alumni, and I'm very proud to represent them. So that's what I'm doing during my day job, but also I, I still have my radio show. So. Um, I One of the things I think people know from my radio show, even though I try to hide it, that I love politics. Um, it's a passion of mine. I think that if I weren't in broadcasting, obviously communications is, is my thing. I would love to be a political speech writer. Um, uh, Jesse will eventually make that happen, I'm sure, and I'll slip in subversive democratic I, points. honestly
1: feel... The three of us and Brad will find you a spot for you on the team because yeah. you're here. Yeah. But man, I really feel we could cause some damage for somebody.
3: Oh, we could. Yeah,
1: for sure. I can be a proofreader.
4: Yes.
3: <laughs> Listen, Brad, I'm just going to tell you something. When it comes to my writing, um, I don't need a proofreader. But, but but you can you can hold my red pen when I go after Jesse's copy. But anyway, I
1: um, feel like it would be like a really weird West Wingy type of thing, but would. like. Uh,
3: Oh, we'd be a great political
1: consulting team. Are you kidding me? Well, I don't really. I mean, oh, would, you'd make
3: the mo- you'd make the. But I would make the yes, stuff. That's what I mean.
1: I'm yes, very good man. at crafting
3: content yes, yes, and
1: understanding yes. how that content plays with people, for sure. Which we saw with the bond. Which Jesse yeah. Yeah. would text me throughout the bond thing, yeah. like you. Know, <laughs> 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 but anyways, I believe it Onward with what. So, director of alumni, re, uh, alumni relations. Yes. And then you're still having a radio gig. I
3: still have my radio gig and, uh, you know, very politically engaged. And, um, I, I have always loved politics. I come from a political family. Uh, most of my dogs have been named after democratic presidents. Um, we would, my parents would joke as a child that if we weren't good, Cesar Chavez wouldn't come for labor day. So there's all sorts of, I mean, like it's ridiculous. The, the, uh, the deep democratic roots I have and I'm very proud of them. And I love the democratic party. I love politics and I love my friend Jesse. So um,
1: let me good ask
3: conversations.
1: I want to, I had one particular question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. You seem to do a very unbelievable job at using social media for your show.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I do do that.
1: And it seems like not a lot of other people do that.
3: Um, I think they probably do in larger markets, but um, I really, um, it was kind of, and this is kind of like how the sausage is made, but we uh, we had a, a sponsor who wanted to get involved in my show. There were different opinions between our sales staff and the on-air staff of how that should be. Um, and so my great boss, Steve Wright, came up with ideas that he said, the best thing that I do is interact with, with listeners. Um, we had wanted it to be more of a call in, but you know, we, we live the time that I'm in, people are at work. It's hard for them to call in. So we decided to integrate a social media and I use it on my personal page, but mostly on W.A.T.C.'s Facebook mm-hmm. page. And I regularly get over a hundred comments. It's unbelievable. Day, and it's incredible. It yeah. is. And people really enjoy the question of the day that I do. Um, And I come up with those, I mean, myself every, every day. And, and um, I like having conversations with people. And it's one of the reasons I love Jesse is that we have great conversations. And so whether I'm having conversations with my friends or our listeners, um, I like to get feedback for me, it's more exciting to have a conversation rather than a monologue so mm-hmm. i can sit in a studio and talk to myself all day that's not a problem um, as you've probably gathered i'm chatty but um <laughs> i i would rather have a give and take so it's one of my favorite things
1: What i think you've done so amazingly well and it's so just perfect is you're able to you don't have the time allowed to have to log on to facebook and respond to the comments no So, but what you do is you do respond on air. I do, and when that person hears their name and the thing they've said, it just spikes something with that listener that is just perfect.
3: Well, I hope so, and also it removes. I mean. I have to say, I've done live radio, like I said, for 15 years, and I used to do, and I still you know, would do live call-ins. So I will do that sometimes. Um, I've only had people scream obscenities twice. And um, one time it was the, the guy, actually it wasn't screaming obscenity, he said something. So, okay, here it is. So the question <laughs> was: the question was, um, what city per capita eats the most hot dogs? And there's this guy named Dave who would call me on 107 set in the Bay all the time. Weird guy. Weird. He would bring me rocks. One time he made me a pie. And he brought me pickled eggs. I had that for years, this jar of pickled eggs. And one time he brought me a pie. And I said, what kind of pie is that, Dave? And I'm like, I'm not eating this pie. Yeah. But he said, what kind of pie is it? And he goes, you're going to have to guess. And I was like, <laughs> you know, no. so I'm standing over the garbage, like going yeah. through it. And I said, Dave, is it peach? He goes, yep, that's one of them. So Dave called in. Dave got through. And I mean, I was getting phone call after phone call after phone call. And people are saying, you know, you know, Nashville and, and Biloxi and all these cities. And so finally, Dave goes on and goes, well, if they're eating hot dogs, it's going to have to be San Francisco. <laughs> and it was. It was. <laughs> that was the answer. And he was making like a homophobic joke. And I said, Dave, I can't believe this. But yes,
2: you're right. Oh,
3: and he said like you know no, and you know what I always say I I don't Please swear tell a lot. Me he,
2: he won like a, a like a jumper or
3: like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a handbag. Like collection. something no, right, yeah. he, no he, I can't remember what he won. It was a gift certificate to something. But he um he said oh and like I'm not going to say it, but I. Shiitake mushrooms, basically, is what he said. Like, oh shit, oh. Yeah. and he said it, and he got through. Now and then, I had one guy on WATZ get through and scream, um, "Do something right in, in her, you know, lady business." And but that's not what he said. And- <laughs> that was a quick. All
2: righty. Next up, we've got the latest Toby Pete song, oh, yeah. so we aren't gonna. that happens? Do you get a lot of complaints? No. I mean, from from do no. Does Anybody call say? Once in
3: a while, it's usually it's usually people I know will call him. I'll start my tech, my cell phone will start blowing up. Like people, you know, my friends are sending all sorts of horrible things. But I am I am so disciplined from years of this that I just. If you knew what was going on in my head when I have uh, an open mic, it, it's almost constantly. You can't say that. You can't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> but I just go into autopilot usually yeah. and just keep going.
1: I've gotten there as well, and it's. I don't. Yeah. I'm sure you can probably relate to this. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing at times. I find myself, like, like we were just having like a conversation, and I find myself holding back sometimes, like, yeah. when well, I don't need to do that, I don't need to filter, because no. I'm just with some friends right now, right. but, like, whether it's on Facebook Live, or yeah. recording for YouTube, or right now with this pod, yeah. I find myself just being, you just are able to create the filter that makes you stop. Before you say something, yeah,
3: but it's also being
1: an adult at a certain <laughs> point. Like, you know, you,
3: yes, when you're sitting around with
1: friends and no one's recording,
3: I mean, you, yeah, you say some things that you wouldn't say otherwise, but, um, but part of that is, you know, you, you're, you're also, when you you know there's a time and a place for things, and
2: yeah. Well, it's like negative ad- advertising and, and politics, right? Everybody says they hate it, but they all really, it, they works. Re- it works. It works. People react to it. Yeah. And so the same thing, I mean, we saw in 2016. You know the guy who didn't filter is the one who won because people are tired that's of the filter you know, that's a good point you get it to a point in in conversation where it's so controlled yeah and people just want realness and, and sometimes realness is, is not
1: well that's kind of polished that still though. is my favorite thing about Donnie,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. i love how he doubles down i just love that yeah. i love that it doesn't matter how stupid or wrong he is i'm going to double down on that and the, that i admire that because that is so unlike me like if if like oh am i wrong i'm i'm sorry i let me how can i make this right i'm the first person to do something like that not it doesn't even cross my mind like are you kidding me no you're i'm not wrong you're wrong right right." and that's just kind of but i mean and and that's the thing
2: whether you agree or disagree with it, you have to i think to a point respect the fact that that he doesn't he doesn't deny it, he doesn't try like always. I do not uh, respect that. No. <laughs> not even, <laughs> a, <laughs> but, not even but, a little bit, like not a speck
3: of dust do I but at the same time,
2: respect it's, that. It's also I think really entertaining to watch some of these other politicians or, or individuals trying to replicate that. And oh you know, it is and, and, they, and, you're watching yeah. and you watch it and go, This is just they're crashing and burning. Yeah, so they horrible. It's interesting because as unfiltered and, and, and raw as what he says can be sometimes, um it's so perfected, and, I and it's, it's difficult, I think, for other individuals to to be able to replicate that and get the same reaction.
3: That's true, but I also think that there is absolutely nothing authentic about him. I think that he is a character, no. and, and, that he's, is our... and, and he's great at his character. He doesn't break character. That's who he is. I think that he, don't get me wrong, I think it's masterful, and I'm a student of political science, so... I like to understand why campaigns are successful. I like to see, you know, that Karl Rove was a genius at at putting, as we've discussed this, putting red herrings on the ballot to get people to drive them to the, the polls. Um, and then they end up, you know, it's for a conservative um, issue, so they end up they end up electing conservatives. At the same time, the Democrats finally figured that out it in Michigan in with the with the pot um, measure.
2: Yeah, you know, the redistricting the pot. Absolutely. There was
3: a one. Was the I, one? I don't remember. It, it was so no. glorious. I just it's like the memories. <laughs> I don't like to dissect it. I just like to like think about it. Like a montage of happiness comes over me. I love it. But yeah, that's the thing. So I like to, I like to see why things work politically and I'm able to divorce how I, how I think of it. I mean, I still feel revulsion, you know, over, over Donald Trump, but I'm able to appreciate at least how he did it. And I'm also, and I could be completely wrong and I'm probably jinxing it now, but I'm not sure that that it's working anymore. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this this campaign shakes out. I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I'm really
2: excited about the first debate when that's ready
3: to happen. That will be interesting. I, I agree with you. I really think it's going to be. Yeah.
2: It will be a hmm. record break I
5: think.
3: Well, how, how are they even going to do that in a COVID world? I mean, it's going to be a, a very interesting. Well, um, they won't have an audience. No, probably not. No, but it, it's, it's going to be
1: interesting. It will. Yeah. Yeah, I don't the thing that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. when we were talking, mm-hmm. not listening and understanding,
3: yeah,
1: is the whole reason he was able to get elected in the I first agree. place. I agree. And what upsets me the most is if, if we're going to agree, with, that is a very valid point.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if our politicians or representatives still are listening. I think they're just trying to figure out a way to deal with them still. And I think since i honest that's just my opinion of course. Yeah. since i don't know if they're still really listening to what the average american i'm going to say is saying yeah I just, it's still gonna and that's what frustrates me i have friends who would very much believe that he's done and that mm-hmm. you are not going to see him after again after november they're very confident in that no i think that's wishful thinking, and i i do too and i i said i just think if people would listen more, especially when I mean, like this happened in the primaries we talked about. If those 15, 20-year-old or year in Congress, senators, blah, 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 lifelong, would understand that the reason he was so popular is because they were tired of listening to these guys. If they would just understand that, he would have gone right away, right away. And then he gained all that momentum. And then, of course, it's just so
2: frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, government in general, and again, this is where me, Mary would, would maybe disagree is, you know, part of what makes me a conservative is my constant frustration.
1: Constant... As is mine. And that's where you and I, that's where you and I right. join in together here. But, you know, on the, on the flip side, you know, where Mary said she has a deep appreciation for
2: people who are in public office. Um, I think me working in there seem kind of happy. Sue is a hard worker. Yes. And to watch her sometimes go in front of people and have and have her told she doesn't care about Absolutely. this, she doesn't care about that. It hurts me because I know how much of that she puts into it. But on the flip side too, being in that office every day and doing bureaucracy and, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's, it's a downer sometimes, you know, you're in and you're just like, you know, you love it and you hate it. You, you get upset when people are upset, you know, and then, and then you get upset when they're not, you yeah. know, or, or when it's misdirected. But don't
3: you think that if people
2: understood
3: really how government works, um and that it is almost set up for gridlock it really is it's set up with the checks and balances yeah. and that's good sometimes because it's not easy just to ram through one party's agenda things that shouldn't
1: be right rammed
3: through, but at the like, same like time but but you do you have um in, and you have like healthcare as you talked about earlier that was not run through as a purely democratic Um, bill, it ends up getting diluted by by the people who come back. So it's very difficult, you know, even like, so my favorite president, which is controversial is Lyndon Johnson. I love Lyndon Johnson. Uh, We can talk about how complicated, you know, um, other person Um, he is, but um, domestic policy, he was one of our greatest presidents, but you look at how then Nixon got in office and dismantled the great society. And so we really, and, and it happens also with, with Republicans. Republicans get in, they pass all sorts of stuff and then Democrats come along and they dismantle it. And so I think that it gives us this idea that government doesn't work. Um, and I think government does work to a certain extent, but then it doesn't. And, and government is such a huge thing on a, on a local level, on a county level, state level, national um, there are all these layers, but I think that by and large, you have most people in government and not all of them, but most people really do work hard. And you see that. Oh, yeah. oh. And and it's really interesting because Jesse and I have different political interests, not just in in our perspectives, but I am more focused on a national level, whereas he is passionate about state mm-hmm. um, government. Now, I also take an interest in in local government. Um, One of my dearest friends is a city council woman. So I know how hard she works for what, like $6,000 a year is what what she gets paid. And I know that she puts in sometimes 12, 13 hour days, that she has um, a handle on, you know, retirement benefits and, and what's happening with road construction in the city and um, I know how hard she works, but, you know, there are other people that, that don't work hard. And, and that's the thing that anybody, any of us, for, you know, unless criminals and all sorts of um, can run for office. And mm-hmm. so you get people who are great, and we're so lucky that they ran for office and, and that they served. And then you get people who get in because a lot of politics is not about who's going to do the best job; it's about who we like. It's popularity. And because people don't take the time to actually understand government and what they do, and so it is a popularity mm-hmm. contest. It's not necessarily <laughs> the person who does the best job.
1: There's one of those elections coming up.
3: Right Absolutely, now. there there is. <laughs> I was going to say the odd
2: thing about it. Oh, maybe not odd, but I, I think most people would probably realize this is if we're talking local politics, mm-hmm. Mary and I have a lot in
4: common.
5: Oh my gosh. Local. Yeah. Yeah. We really, do. We're talking, we really
2: do. If we're talking state politics, we disagree, but we have a greater appreciation of like, we do. Well, it's a 50 50. Now if we're talking national, that's where it starts dividing. Yeah. And socially, again, you know, that's the conservative and we keep it local because it, it stays civil, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the further away we get, the more
1: divided we become over bigger yeah. issues though as well. And yeah. I think that's, what you said really comes back to like what I believe is what's happened to our country. And that is, we've somehow forgot all the perfectly flawed things that our country is. And when I always laugh when people compare us to like Japan or wherever, where, I mean, how many black and like white people are in Japan?
5: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: There's not many. I'm going to be honest. So So when you're dealing with some of these issues, that are going to be 90% Asian Asians, of course it's going to be easy. right. So the, yeah. the, the it's a beautiful problem to have in our country that we have this- So many different Just things. this pulmonary of just yeah. different things. And I think people forget that at times, that that's what makes us so cool and so beautiful. I agree. Anyway, we're not just so like, like China where it's just like, oh, this is it and then this is the way it works. And I just, I get frustrated
2: with that. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, um, and also to on you know, uh, a point that you made earlier with, with talking about healthcare, which you guys have both touched base on, you know, we can also talk about the flaws and the frustration that I have uh, that I conveyed to Mary with the fact that Republicans ran on, i getting rid of Obamacare for how many years they were given the opportunity and they dropped the ball. Well, you, know, you
3: know that I believe that Republicans but, better as a party of opposition than actually being in power. Like when they actually have to do something, that's like, oh man, wait, what? <laughs> it's better. They're, you're better at being like the two old guys in the Muppet Show who just sit in the balcony and be like, no,
1: no. <laughs> I, I think again, the average person, if you would you be for universal health care? Yes. I don't think the average person's yeah, instantly yes. Mm-hmm. What happens is like you said, how the sausage is made. Absolutely. How you hit it through yep. the tube to the end there yeah. is just such a shit show that it is. And then that's just, it is. It's a really
3: tough and that's how to get, it's how to get to that. Now, Jesse would not
2: agree with universal health care, no. but, but, you well, know, but I, I could look at it, you know, again, it's, it's somebody who looks at and appreciates campaign messaging and, and where, when people are trying to to maybe successfully pass through legislation or a plan, they they trip and I think one of those is yeah. they got they got they tripped up a lot on things that they shouldn't have made battles and they did and it did give mm-hmm. us a lot to take back to the general public and say, look, look at these things. They're going after this comment of Nums. They're saying they have to basically have, you know. Don't get me started on the noms. Well, well and, and and I'm <laughs> you know, they're they're making battles out of things that they were just to leave alone, they probably would have been successful. But
3: don't you think that that's that I think again I think when we start focusing on things that in the larger picture are really not, it's really not a problem. Uh, And I mean, in the larger, I'm talking in the larger, if you're looking at the big picture, um, I think that that's one of the things that Donald Trump has been so successful is that you take something that's really not a huge issue. Um, Voter fraud has never been an actual Real issue. It really isn't statistically. You can talk about what could happen, but then when you talk about it on a local level, so I, like for instance, I, I don't, have heard. I have heard local Republicans
2: talk about this issue, and
3: it's like, why are you saying that Bonnie Fredericks can't do her job? Is that what you're saying? What I don't understand. What,
2: what I'm saying is that. That basically there was a mandate put on her office where they didn't give them the time to prepare. Um, no, 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 no.
3: But I'm just saying. But but the, I'm not talking about her specifically. But I think people have this idea that that um, it's a national level. We don't vote nationally. We vote on a local level, and it's it's all of these these people. And by and large, people do a good job. And uh, and, and I think it's we get we. We get into this idea of um, of, of of the minutiae of of something on a large level when actually it's it's on a small but, level. And
2: I I'll, I would just like to cap that off real quick in saying <laughs> that you you do maybe have a point with statistically, but the thing is, you want to change how we're doing it now, which does work. So you're yes, you're right. Statistically, as we have it right now, yes, voting it's, absentee it's, works.
3: It's, Nothing. Ha- nothing bad happens, it's really. For but, the most but, part. Yeah, I agree. Of, I'm glad we
2: agree, Jesse. A lot of you by the Democrats <laughs> that they yeah. want to implement, and then say, "Well, look, you know, we don't have fraud right now. Well, we don't. But you're changing the way we're we're doing well, things." It. We're up with stands. all sorts of hypotheticals, but that's a great spot to take a break. All right.
0: It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. Where can I even go to stay in shape?
1: Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek.
0: Whoa, where's that at?
1: It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce in the Lutz Plaza.
0: Wow, thanks God.
1: Anytime, bro.
0: Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen, find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it.
1: So we're gonna do a top five. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, I don't understand anything else you want to talk about it. I'm all right with our time. And I know, yeah. we, I know you're conscious about it, but don't be. It's...
3: No, I I'm, I'm, i don't know what else it means your show. So yeah. I, mean, I think we've done, well, I think we, we've probably covered. We could
2: probably talk about, I mean, we talked about the political differences, but we really haven't talked about what actually, what, what do you focus on a friendship when you're not focused on things like politics yeah. or religion, you know? And I think for Mary and I, You know, as as much as again we disagree. (laughs) (laughs) As much as we disagree on uh, on the political stuff. You know, we do have a lot of stuff in common. Um, you know, individuals that we know, friends, stuff like that. I know a lot of times if we're stressed out because of work or because of just stuff going on in our personal lives, um, we take Mary has this fantastic dog named Mr. Pickle. Mr. Pickle. We throw him in a vehicle and we take him for, like, an hour-long drive and we just bend to each other, you know, about yeah. the different things that are going on. Um, and there's, like, heavy breathing in the background. I mean, <laughs> Mr.
3: Pickle's an English bulldog, and he loves Uncle Jesse because Uncle Jesse insists on taking him through drive throughs to get him ice cream. So, no, I mean, yeah, super, duh. super excited. He loves to have, like, Mr. Pickle video. I just feel like the podcast needs um, – it needs to hear Mr. Pickle oh, because right. it's, uh, you don't yeah. get the full Pickle experience unless you.
2: You can also catch him often on SnapMaps if you're lucky enough.
3: True. Um, Jesse has made down. him a Snap um, star. Yeah. He really is on Snapchat. <sighs> He's a star. He, he ends up um, putting him on like the
1: universe. I don't know, what is that? My story is that... Snap maps. Okay. Yeah. So, I went through uh, Snapchat mm-hmm. and deleted anyone that, ha- how is it? I went through a month. So if you had to snap me a month, you were gone. <laughs> and well, that's why I asked you which account was yours. Because I literally I don't use it. I know. Well, I that, that was my point. Like, obviously, I'm not communicating with you that way. So what's the point of having it? No, Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so. <laughs>
2: So like that for an hour are so, about things going on in our life. Yeah, you just
3: serious. hear it's like <laughs> an obscene caller
1: in the backseat. It really,
3: like, what do obscene callers do now that there's like caller ID and everything?
1: Well, and a lot of it's video now.
2: Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Um, no, hang out yes. on Tinder or or whatever. But anyway, yeah. okay, so <laughs> we'll get Mr. Pickle a job. But in- yeah, I actually had Snap, uh, Snapchat. I had. Like Republican delegates and county chairmen, when I was around district chair, who they would know like how many texts I get in a day. To give you an example, like this is like oh, it's past, awful. This His cell phone is the
3: devil. It really is. It's like trying to have a conversation. With I have one hundred
2: and forty-seven open, open, just from this I was crying. And and so he would always with a filter. Snap me whatever his question was. I'm like, you know, hey, we have these bylaws. <laughs> and he's wearing like a jelly right, hat or right. something. It was fantastic. But I mean, it worked. You know, he got a response much faster than anybody else because I didn't That's have why a you snap me
1: everything. Right, exactly. Now oh, it makes sense. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, I feel even more special because I tend to text Jesse a lot. <laughs>
3: yeah. I text him and then he doesn't answer and then I start getting terse. He always gets responses. I, uh, that, I'm I, sure I, he I think does. maybe one time yeah. I might have missed something probably talking about rockets.
2: Mary does this thing, though. It's like, it's, it, yeah, but it's, like, kind of, like, a psycho-girlfriend thing. Like, she'll do, like, I'll get an email, Facebook Messenger, Snap, Instagram, like, yes. message. I mean, she makes sure I see whatever she's trying yeah. to get through. I um, change subjects. Two or three yeah. phone calls, you know. It's, what, um, what you doing? I, I, but.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I am very, uh over overly respectful of Jesse's time. Oh, I'm so I will, time. I will text him <laughs> one thing, whatever, because a lot of times I need something or just I'm looking for some information. And if I had heard from him, then I'll just like, Shoot, back in the bush, I go. Because, oh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. So. I am.
3: I have a ladder Double down. <laughs> and I start yeah. climbing, right. throwing things at his window. Yeah, no, Jesse and I um,
2: are, are friends, soulmates. Well, yeah, we have a, uh, an understanding
1: like, Messages get responded to
2: ASAP. There are a few
1: boundaries. How there do you feel boundaries. about voting Republican in this primary?
3: I did. I voted. Republican. I'm sure you did.
1: I was like, I voted. did that feel weird for you? No, at all?
3: So, no, because I've done it before, and I have to say, I usually do it, and this is the first time I voted absentee or, or early. And usually, I will say that, and I'm just going to get me in trouble. The poll workers are much nicer to me when I say I'm there to vote for Republican. <laughs> <laughs> in the past, in the yeah. past, not now. Um, but it's, um, so yeah, I have voted in Republican primaries before. Um, I voted in, when did McCain run? Oh, wait. Yeah. So I voted, I went and I voted for, I'd forgotten who I was trying to thwart, but I was, um, I, I went in casino, you know, Michigan has open, open primaries, So there wasn't anybody on the democratic. I, I can't remember what, maybe it wasn't 2008. It might've been 2004. Um, you know, we Bush. knew, yeah. So I didn't want Bush to, to get back in. So I think I went and I voted, uh, for, you know, someone crazy, but, um, so I voted Republican before. And also it gives me street cred. So I can like, honestly say like, I voted Republican before, like I voted for Republicans, like not when they ran against Democrats, yeah. but I
1: voted for Republicans. So that's why I do it. It's amazing how many people, have, it's scary. Yeah. Don't understand what's going to happen tomorrow. Right?
3: right. So it's, it's, really you
1: know, know it's, it's really important. It's really important. I mean, probably you should have talked with us sooner before today, but yeah. to get the word out with the people, like if the share yep. phrase is important for you, you need to stay away from the left column. Yeah. Yep. Just that's in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah.
2: It's so. important. It is.
3: And people should vote. And um, like I said, I vote uh, every chance I get. It's ridiculous. And that's one of the things I have to say. I was so close to my grandmother. Uh, she died three years ago, and at 94. And I would always take her voting, so that was one Aww. of the things we did together. And one of the things that she died um, close to the inauguration. And one of my last memories of her was she was just she was in the ICU at the hospital here, and she was saying horrible things about Donald Trump. So she was like watching the television, and I mean she she supported Democratic candidates to her last breath, and was um, uh, just just disgusted while watching him, and, um, but, but she loved politics. So it was, it was, um it was good that she was, she cared still. She still
2: really cared. Now it is interesting though, talking about the primary tomorrow, how this is one of the first times that in a while where um, this November, at least from county level up, I think we only have two Democrats on the ballot in November. Locally, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah, So, I mean, we, we have a prosecutor and we have a county commissioner, right? Right. And, and then that's it. And that's not the case in, in 08. So I do, again, you know, and, and something Mary and I do talk about a lot, we do both enjoy obviously political science and looking at things historically and looking how the trends go. How much farther do we go? Because this, that wasn't the case in 08. I mean, Obama no. had a lot of Democrats
3: in the ballot. Well, and I will tell you days. that one of the things is, you know, until my dying day, I will keep trying to convert Jesse, yes. um, because he did as, spectacular job as as county chair here and he really built the republican party back up here um we're in a union area and and used to be quite democratic and jesse did a a spectacular job he really did he's and he works harder than almost anybody i know at anything he is Constantly working, and it's his passion, and uh, he would do it if he weren't paid, because I know that, because he does still yeah. volunteer for things <clears> and candidates. So, as much as, um, you know, he's Darth Vader, um, he's <laughs> still, you know, fighting
1: for the evil empire. He does a great job. What's interesting to me is what you said is Jesse was able to kind of rebrand the Alpino yeah. And it, I'm surprised that the Alpino Democratic Party hasn't done that yet. I am too. Mm-hmm. Just because... What you said is when, when I don't think it's, I think that's the problem. Is when you think of the Democratic Party the Alpini, you tend to think union. And I think that just icky has a lot of icky feelings to it now.
3: Well, we're a right to work state now. And yeah. I think, and again, I think people have been very um, successful at at denigrating unions, um, which makes me really sad because I'm someone who won't buy a car that's not made in a union shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's really important to me. Um, unions are important to me and I respect that it's the reason we have a five day work week, 40 hours. It's the reason that we have health care. It's the reason that we have child labor laws. Um, unions really um, remade America and and helped us create a middle class. So. Um, I, it's something that I am passionate about, uh, and I support unions, but a lot of people don't. And I, and I, listen, I understand, I really do, um, why people object to them. I, um, I like to listen to why I do and, and understand that I, I, I really, I really think that one of the best things about the way that I was raised is that we sat around the dinner table every night as a family. And we always talked. There were no cell phones then, um, you know, turned off the television um, and you talked as a family. We talked about politics a lot. I mean, I, I still, on my childhood bed, have a Spence Benson sticker
1: that, that's there. Um, Please tell me it's of him in a tank. Oh, did the <laughs> best, right? Uh, he looked like Snoopy. He did.
3: He looked like Snoopy. But, um, uh, so we talked about things and that's what I love to do. I liked, I don't like sitting there and listening to talking points. I want to know why you believe something. Um, and for a lot of people, you know, they resent having to give part of their paycheck to a union. I, you know, I, I get, I do, I, I understand the objections and I, and I do. And Jesse, you know, has opinions on the subject, but the thing that I value so much about our friendship is that we have these discussions. They're almost always civil. We do get in
2: heated arguments.
3: We do get to the point where we have to just, we just, I mean, I think we
2: both realize we hit that wall and when we do, we just get quiet and then we change the subject and we're fine. Two minutes later. Yeah, we really
3: are. And, and it's the friendship and I think that's what kind of makes me sad. Um, is when people won't, Talk because you're never going to change anything mm-hmm. unless you talk to each other. And if you immediately go to, well, you believe this, or you support this person, so you're this, and insert horrible word, um, and you disengage, then how is the world going to ever get any better? How are we? We all live together. We all, um, on an everyday basis, I think before Facebook, we didn't know who people supported. Mm-hmm. Um and and facebook and 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 uh, social media platforms are good to a certain extent cuz sometimes it's like oh wow i didn't know you were a racist like that that's <laughs> like right. you really are i mean like wow yeah. um so in a sense you know me that's kind of good but also you you see people um i hate this cancel culture i hate mm-hmm. people deciding that this group is good and this group is bad and um, sometimes it's valid. Sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, wow, I'm really glad that people were able to expose that. But it's like, that's what we, it's become our entertainment. Mm-hmm. And we're just waiting for the next, the next horrible thing. Then you know, we have, we have groups that are specific to Alpina that are basically gossip sites. And they push an agenda of the person who runs that, who's their moderator and say horrible things about Nonprofits about, I just don't about politicians well, about people ugh, innocent those people. Those
1: pages, I do So here's my last problem with Facebook. <laughs> since you brought it up,
3: yeah,
1: is that the reason? The other reason I've been deleting
5: mm-hmm.
1: is because a lot of times, if you see someone that's saying some batshit crazy stuff,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and you hover over that person, I do it. I'm like, who is this jack wagon? Yeah. And then I go, oh, my gosh, they're friends with Brad and Jesse. Right. Why are you friends with this <laughs> jack wagon? <Exactly. laughs> I, so what I've done is if I see somebody that's really not a good person, mm-hmm. I, I'm done with it. I just walk away yeah. because I don't want to be tired. And it's the same with those groups. Those groups are not good groups. No, no, no. And then when I, t- I, t- I hear people like, did you see this? this? or what? You- yeah. like, Why are you even mm-hmm. part of that? Like, it's not making alpina butter. No, it's, it's not. We all know. Not that. even close. I like, so, I just don't, I just get lost in it. It's like, like
3: sitting there and warming your hands on a dumpster fire. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. And and you just smell like garbage afterwards. Yeah,
1: I just walk away. Whereas, I'm not trying to to my own horn, but I much rather put my energy in actually making alpina butter oh, sure. than okay. sitting there doing that. Yeah. yeah. No. So that's my.
2: No, and, and I think too, you know talking about, like, these individuals that you find on your Facebook. I mean, there's people who I may have had one or two contacts with in my entire life. They friended me at an event or something. Mm-hmm. They seem like nice people. I add them. Two months later, they're messaging me or going crazy on one of my accounts because I they, they caught me agreeing with one of my liberal friends on, on yeah. a policy issue. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, this this policy issue is not like a national issue. It's not like a principled issue. It's it's a. Or sometimes it is,
4: and so
5: what? But but, so what?
2: But point point being is, they'll literally say things like, "You know, you're friends with all these Democrats. I don't even know who you are anymore." I think myself. I'm the same person I've always been. First of all, and secondly, what kind of psychopath wants to live in an echo chamber? Yeah. Yeah. You know, where you're just listening to the same.
1: A lot of people do. do. And then. Half of them are fake accounts or not, but then you're finding these people that are just making fake accounts, which are just a whole number. Topic,
3: you know one of my favorite things to do with jesse is to pass as a republican and <laughs> we'll be places and people will stop him because every jesse knows so many people and so you know we'll go someplace and they start talking to him and they're looking at me like yeah you know what i'm talking about and then i start you
2: know i infiltrate what well, she has you know i mean obviously like she loves wearing pearls in the dress and i pass for like, a republican yeah, very I mean, well i really she, she, yeah, she yeah, has, i really do she has, do. has, she has yeah. nailed down what she likes to call her her uh, nancy rate my but, adoring but, nancy gaze too yeah too. <laughs>
3: Yes. Yeah. That's what before we came, became really good friends, we would just be at like uh, events together, like the chamber We'd dinner or whatever. Yeah, and we time. would take pictures because it always looked like we were there to get our child into a good preschool. Right. Like yeah. you know, we kinda match and we're there. It's yes. like, okay, what do we have to do to get junior in? Yes. Yeah.
1: We, you we you guys we get do. him in. That's a yeah. really great point. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna do a top five and I'm guessing in this top five we're gonna take a break. Yeah. But that's okay. Okay. So what is our top five, Brad?
0: five things we know that others should know. Something like that. Yeah.
1: About. What we feel are common sense things. And then you, you say them and then someone goes, what are you talking about? Yes. And you have these moments where you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What, you, what What am I talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. How do you not know this?
5: Exactly.
1: I am really proud of my first round draft pick. So. All right. But um, who wants to go first? first. All right. And then we'll go. We'll, oh, so we can start marrying. Okay. Yeah, okay. because is a gentleman.
3: Yeah, exactly. So do I have to rank them in order? Well,
1: of, once it's taken off the board, it's off. Oh, for everybody. Yes. No one's going to have the same things I am. Well, and that's okay. But you, no. in that, with that mindset, you want to make sure whatever's most important to you gets taken off the board. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So let's say walking your dog. Okay. Which I know is important to you because it with your relationship with the humane society. Yeah. But that's really important to you. Then
3: I'm eat. saying that and other people can't take it.
1: Yeah. That's All right. right.
3: That's fine. All right. Yeah, My right. first one, this is super important. All right. Because obviously um, I don't know if people know this, but I am a grammar Nazi and I'm really okay. proud about it. Um, so um, an apostrophe S makes a singular word possessive. It does not make it plural. So if I see a business that says like, you know, um, um, flowers, apostrophe S who's flower and what does she have? It's like, don't leave me hanging. I can't stand it or, or your Christmas cards. If you're saying like the Jacobson's don't say Jacobson apostrophe S because then it's like, well, where's Allison? What or dog? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's a really big, that's you sh- people should know that. And if you have questions, please call me.
1: I don't care. That's who a you are. great. That is exactly what I wanted in, in this conversation. So, yes. My turn. Yeah. Oh,
2: so we go one, one, one. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Um, I'll touch base on something neckties. Nice. Mm-hmm. Neckties. Yeah. So, yeah. I just Important. actually was talking to one of my colleagues the other day, um, a great lady named Robin. I go to her for everything. She's been in the house since 1985. Uh, her husband is um, a real estate agent. And she just told me the other day, I was bragging about this perfect dimple I had in my necktie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait, so you guys mean to do that? And I said, yeah. What do you mean? She goes, well, here I am. Like, I've always thought, poor Gary he doesn't know how to die. There's always, like, this big crease down the middle of it. Whoa, so, yeah, man. neckties should have a dimple. They should meet mid-belt buckle, unless you want to go with the current trend of going way below the belt buckle. Don't, yeah, the current Sorry, trend by one man in particular. Don't like that, people, tacky, yeah. I don't like But a lot of Because it's tacky, Steve. That's why
3: you don't like it.
2: If you, if you get frustrated with the dimple or you don't want to do a necktie, do what I do wear a bow tie. It's the eyebrow piercing of the Republican Party. the rebel. Yeah. Drawn a bow tie, mm-hmm. call it good.
1: So well, wear true. a bow tie once in a while. They're
2: sharp.
1: Yeah. All right, Brad. is going to suck.
3: No.
0: You had necktie, didn't you? No. <laughs> he had no.
3: apostrophes. Oh,
0: no. no. Everything you read on the internet isn't true.
1: No, that's really important, Brad. <laughs> no, that's really important. I, I think that's a very. Really good, solid, number one pick. Yeah, that is. Oh, especially Facebook. The rest of the list may be a little shitty, but... That's no. Really, no, that's something... Yeah, it does drive me crazy when people, like, reference a blog
2: and they don't take the time to do the About section to say, the first sentence is, this is satire. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, that's my favorite. I was like,
3: can you believe this article comes from The Onion? It's a place called The Onion, and it's real. Right, I thought oh. that was really good. I love, I love it. it. Harry Potter. What?
1: Just people There's know about, about him? hundred percent. Oh yeah, you know about Harry Potter. You think that, Brad, what do you know about Harry Potter? What, what do, do I think? Oh, Brad. I'm amazed what? the amount of people in society that don't understand anything with Harry Potter. One of his friends were a muggle, right? Yes. 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 So when you use words like muggle or Quidditch or just mm-hmm. things that are kind of common reference. Mm-hmm.
3: Brad's just over there going. Like, go. So <laughs> we were
1: called Trump Voldemort, for example. Mm-hmm. Brad's like, oh, I don't even know what that means. Is that a car? Is well, I should cool? say but, he
3: who should not be a yeah. yeah,
1: but yeah. what I'm saying, like, there are people in the world like Brad yeah. that just have no, and what I don't understand is it Maybe would be, Brad
3: was like, maybe he was deserted on a desert island
1: for like a decade and he didn't know. That's what Brad I mean. Just didn't care.
3: <laughs> Can Brad read?
1: <laughs> That's, That's, if, if you know, set the like, movies aside, if you just set the movies aside, forgot about the movies. <laughs> yeah, the books alone. The books alone. <laughs> totally like we're on the. Yeah, right. We're on the New York Times list for like a decade. Yeah. And then they made a whole movie series that, if you didn't want to, if, that were sure. ever and then like made billions of dollars. So I just don't get it. Maybe
3: he's Amish.
2: Yes. He not go to the did, cinema. Did you hear how? Uh, Harry Potter got down the hill? No. He ran. JK, <laughs> J.K. Rowling.
1: We've been doing dad jokes lately. I yeah,
3: Jesse's really good at dad jokes.
1: So and then right. what I need to do is I need to do my number two because we bounce. Like, <gasps> oh,
3: there. I didn't know that. Okay. All Sorry, right. Glad know the rules. Go yeah. ahead.
1: Um, How to properly cook a steak. Oh, uh, that's important. Yeah, I'm not good at that. That's my second
3: one. I hate those places where you have to cook your own steak on a rock. Cause it's like, listen, if I wanted to cook my own steak, I wouldn't come to a restaurant, okay? Like, no,
1: yes. cook my steak. Um, the, like, s- properly use salt was like on the there too. I kind of thought about that. But, say what? Do you have, like a preference on salt? I don't, but it's just it's amazing how many people just don't know how to use salt correctly. Like, you can
3: yeah, on meat or on anything. Just
1: on anything. Overall. Oh yeah. It, it was, it, do it, Is a it cook a steak or
2: salt food? I can't decide. So I'm gonna do a quick plug for a company. that I, I actually bought some salt from this past right. year. Uh, it's called Cellar Door. Mm-hmm. And they have like a hundred different variations of, of different flavored salt that you can use in all kinds of food. I to put a plug in really for good. salt
3: pigs, are you aware of these? I'm not. So salt pigs are things that you have, they're English. Um, so my mom's, one side of my mom's family, her grandmother came from England. So like all of the food growing up, I am the most wasp person. Like I'm so true. at, like if you put our life stories, if you just said what they were, <laughs> um, they would pick I'm the Republican. They really would. Hey, I mean, like there's no contest. That's the reason I pass so well and I infiltrate. If you want to know
2: what makes an actual was it, dance pump.
3: Oh, the dance pumps, dancing pumps, yes for men in in tuxedos, yeah. She knows all that. But of yeah, no, I can tell you like place settings like nobody's business. I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of like uh tableware, flatware, it's crazy. But um salt pigs are like usually open, open, you know, they almost look like a like a like a manhole that curves down and you have like salt in it when you're cooking. It's by your by your stove, and you use salt that way. We're going to get you a salt quick. Oh, grab it? <clears throat> use a spoon, but generally, wasps wash their hands, Jesse. All right. In the age of COVID, now. <laughs> Number two, Bradley. Bradley.
0: All right. From rule. goes back to something Jesse said earlier. He said, You're not a jogger. There's no such thing as jogging. There's only running or walking. There is no in between. Forgotten's <laughs> an
3: honor. I forgot about that. Wow. I will tell you that um uh, my last boyfriend would um, tell me to turtle jog. He's six foot three and and walked really fast and I couldn't keep up. So he'd be like, all right, turtle jog, turtle jogging. It's <laughs> like no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> we don't nice. run.
2: Yeah, we don't run. <laughs> or or jog. We no, don't. we don't. Um, something that bothers me. So obviously everybody knows I enjoy a good cocktail. I go out, um, you order old fashions, right? Sometimes they have a little spritz of club soda on the top. Sometimes they don't. That's debatable. But the one thing that drives me absolutely <laughs> insane is when they use the orange as a garnish and not as an ingredient. Put, put what the, the hell, Jeff? Who in are these in. people? I know. Put the uh, put the orange in. It should be muddled to hell. You shouldn't even be able to recognize it by muddled to hell. Yep. So, yeah. I'm so glad you
3: said it. I, I
1: actually don't said. mind it too. If you were if you rub the rim of the cup. Before you mildly. Listen, what you do with the privacy of your own own home, (laughs) Steve, (laughs) it's
3: really up to you. All right, it's my turn. This is so important, and I'm about to alienate a lot of people. And I just, it has to be said. Curtains should be three times the width of your window. Okay? I don't want, if it looks like a sheet is hung across, stop it. Like, (laughs) measure your window. Do an X3 and do the math, get an abacus. I don't care what you have to do. You want a full curtain. You do not want it to like, oh, look, it just fits. That's not how they're supposed to look, people. Three See, times the
2: width. Okay. And people wonder, like, Jesse, what is it that you and Mary bond over? It's curtain width It's suddenly <laughs> in the top five. Things it like makes this. so much <laughs> sense <laughs> when we <laughs> were <laughs> friends. Well, uh, right. uh, minor, no, actually you'd have to Oh, I are. do? Yeah. That's
3: my turn? Okay. Um, well, um, this is important. Uh, my signature drink, I, I don't, one of the things people, um, people often think when I'm out at uh, taverns that I'm drunk and that this is just my normal thing. I don't drink. I really don't drink. Um, I, I'll have like a couple drinks per year. It's not that I can't drink. I don't have a problem, <laughs> but I just, I'm not a drinker. So my signature drink is the Shirley Temple. And I have um, bartenders all over town making me Shirley Temples. There is a fantastic Instagram account called Shirley I Drink. I can't imagine who is behind that Instagram account, but people should really follow it. And they rate Elkina Shirley Temples. It's amazing with pictures. But people don't know this by swizzle sticks. Um, Shirley Temples do not have alcohol in them. So frequently, I will be drinking Shirley Temples, and I just found out that people don't know that Shirley Temples don't have alcohol in them, and they think that I'm an alcoholic because I'm drinking like three of them, and then I go to the next bar. If anything, you
1: have diabetes. Yes,
3: thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I have a sugar problem, not an alcoholic. Have you
1: tried the Traverse City Cherries from the whiskey company?
3: No, I'd like to, but I will tell you that Jesse makes the best Shirley Temples, and he usually gives me um, adulterated
1: cherries are they adulterated do they have alcohol? so here's them? no they're not oh really but these cherries supposedly uh-huh. you have to not they do a lottery for them oh
3: jesse get me those cherries
2: i think i, I, I may toward one of the cherry farms where they actually get the cherries for them we're not
3: friends anymore that you didn't get
1: well no i just uh, try to up your game if you yeah. want to up a, supposedly because i what i was i was looking like at the hand sanitizer for them yeah and they said hey just so you know, it's cherry time. And if you want to so maybe have a chance to get a Traverse City cherry jar because they only can do it with limited amounts. Because people didn't know this blowing my mind. Apparently they're just elite. They are the best cocktail cherries of all time. Well,
3: and I didn't know this, but apparently maraschino cherries like by, like the biggest plant is in Michigan. And I didn't, oh, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. You should know that. Should um, know. People um but uh fresh palette, we've already given them a plug, but they get they have a jar of fancy Italian
1: gourmet cherries that those. they keep behind the bar that they put in my Shirley. Had a Manhattan one time, and I told him, "I know, mean, I'm in the mood for a cherry." Mm-hmm. And Eric was like, "Oh well, if you're going to yeah, do it," yeah. and he pulled out ones. something. And I was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah,
3: yeah, but I want to try the local That's neat that they do them." I just shit. heard that. All I right. don't know if it's true or not. I
1: was just hoping maybe well, you two could enlighten me. Well, Jesse, thirty dollars for a little jar of cherry seems like a lot, but I mean. If it's worth it, it's worth it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Now we know my birthday comes up in November. so
2: Noted. Yeah,
3: <laughs> go ahead. So your turn.
2: Oh, this one's going to be really, uh, I, I think it's going to cause a lot of controversy, but crocks are for the garden. They're not for everyday use. I like it. And I think a lot of people don't realize this, which I've told Mary numerous times, but Sperry's are the Republican version of crocks. And those are acceptable <laughs> anywhere. So I highly <laughs> suggest true. you uh, run down the master's buy a couple pair they're, they're having a sale right now it's yeah. in
1: a staple of Alpina unfortunately yeah but
3: I didn't know that's someone told me so I had
1: not had a pair of raspberries in a while just have I know one. what you need for your birthday now this year I had well, some birthday gifts already lined up yeah it's um it would be a summertime thing I used to buy them in, the, in May around oh, my birthday and, and then I'd wear them all now. summer <laughs> yeah they do my wife's got a couple of boots and weird stuff like that but yeah anyways number three Brad
5: we're gonna take a break first
1: okay that's good yeah.
0: All right, my number three is going to be the correct order to watch the Star Wars movies. Oh. Oh. Four, five,
1: one, two, three, six. That is seven, important. Eight. So you watch it the way they were made. Oh no,
0: go ahead again. Four, five, then the prequels. All oh. one, two, three,
1: six. So you watch chronologically? Yes. Yeah. Well, you should. Well, not. Uh, yeah, it's kind of chronological. When you're setting
0: like- a story with New Hope, and then you get to. Mind blower with the reveal, and then you go to learn Anakin's story, and then you continue.
3: That's good to know. I honestly, I've only seen the old ones, I haven't seen any of the, the new ones. So, um, Brad's gonna throw me out of the house soon. But, <laughs> but people feel like that about the Marvel movies, too. Like, that, that there are some people who think you should do it chronologically in terms of how the storyline goes um and so i've been watching them like as they made them like yeah the, yeah so
1: i don't know how i feel about it still both star wars and the marvel thing mm-hmm. i see value in both
5: mm-hmm.
1: so my three and four since i have to do two are tied right to the other and then both okay. both work related so it doesn't matter which one i go with it um not having an email address so I'm amazed at the amount of customers we have to set up things now with GM oh. OnStar, all these other things. It's amazing how many people I go. Oh, I need your email address, but well, I don't have an email. Right. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have an email? How can you even work and function in today's society without even having an email? Wow. And then the second thing that goes on is how to properly use your cell phone. Oh. It's amazing how many people will come to like. Well, I just want the Bluetooth to work in my car. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and they're like, I don't know how can you set it up for me? Oh, wow. Or like and they're like, well, I don't even know how did you how did you even do that? I don't even know what Bluetooth settings are.
5: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, so you I don't I just don't understand these things.
5: Yeah. I think it
1: might be a lucrative career.
2: Like just basically being the guy that you just have people come to you and say,
5: show me how do,
2: how do I do this on my phone?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I just not a bad idea. There's so much bad that can happen out of your phone mm-hmm. and email like well i guess not having an email protects you from that but like piracy and oh yeah things that can just happen if you don't know that how to use your phone people can access so much information about you and then it's just like it just boggles yeah. my mind That's absolutely boggles my mind just in today's world how like I always, the term, I know it enough to make me de- dangerous. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. it's just, I mean, if you don't know how to really use your phone, I don't even want you to have one. Like I'm talking right. about older people. Right. Because you know they're, yeah. they'll put texts in their credit card numbers and yeah. just weird yeah. stuff. Like, That's
5: a good why, point. Why are you giving grandma that? Don't give grandma that. Right. So, get right.
1: right. right. it's
3: Gatter the right. jitterbug. It's a huge yes. issue. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my for it so, Brad, you have to do for? four. I know. I don't know what I want to do. That's the draft. Don't choke. I know. Don't be the Lions.
0: Ouch. This is sort That's of scary. an old issue with me, but Michael Jackson did not sing Peaches and Cream. It was 112. Wow.
1: I mean... That was probably I think, only one person that thought that, I but that I understand. Person. Like, I mean, I, I can understand. Just me for a while. Yeah, I could tell. Obviously, I mean, was,
3: He's so relieved he got that off his chest. It's yeah.
1: almost yeah. it's almost 20 years ago. I know that, but, but I mean, that, that's amazing. Important. Though, so yeah, for 20 like, years yeah, it's
2: gone on yeah, a yeah. 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 yeah, so nobody really grinds his ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if I know that song. I know. Have
1: to look at it. When I know. Yeah, it's. I'm with you though.
2: But I, I, know I, mean, the, well, I know both. I know both those bands.
1: Well, I mean artists, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So it's interesting. And it's not just that song, but there's it's, other ones. That... Well, it's the premise of thinking that a song that was produced in the early 2000s could be sang by yeah. Michael Jackson, yes. and they weren't singing like, you know, remember the time Michael right. Jackson? They yeah. were talking about yeah. like throwing. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I it get has it. to be said. Nice. So. The, obviously, the, the theme is things that you don't know, but you should. I'm going to do something Alpina themed, which a lot of people don't know. Uh, in fact, Mary, I don't know if you knew it until I woke up and I, I was Feels telling you. But Alpina in the like mid-1800s, mm-hmm. late 1800s, mid I think, um, prior to being called Alpina, when it was founded, um, was actually called Fremont. And it was named after the very first Republican candidate running for presidential office. So I always thought that was interesting. They uh and actually some of the names that uh last names Lockwood, Fletcher, um, you know, founding families whose names are still prevalent in the area today, uh raised a banner above Alpina, a Fremont, uh, Fremont for president flag when they decided to name it Fremont. So I think there was a lone Democrat then and I can't remember the last name, which is also a, a big name still in Alpina. Yeah. So, anyways, that was a little, yeah. in, little, yeah, little interesting <laughs> piece of Alpina history that, that Alpina original is named Fremont. You're four and five, Mary.
3: Oh, I am. All right. Okay. So, um, here's the deal, and Jesse is aware of this. Um, Mr. Pickle, every night, um, he he gets a cookie around bedtime, and it is his amuse bouche. Um, that means um, to a Excite the palate, amuse the palate. Um, so Pickle comes up, he barks, he gets his amuse bouche for the night. And it's really an amuse bouche is a one bite that is supposed to kind of sort of, sort of get your mouth ready for dinner. Um, so Pickle gets his amuse bouche. Then he keeps barking, and it's like, no, a amuse bouche is one bite. If you have more than one, it's appetizers. So people need to know that if you're going to have one bite, it's your mousse bouche. Otherwise, it's an appetite. It's hors d'oeuvres.
1: I'm in. I like that. I, you've educated me, but so, I don't know if I've ever had. Your
3: dog does not get a mousse bouche or hors d'oeuvres. No, I've, See, I've what never. What kind of
1: hors I get bite appetizers and hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever had. It. I've seen it on TV. Yes, but I've never had something where this is to cleanse your palate for about to, or it's to a set psycho- your palate. Pal, yes, yeah, it's
3: like your... it, yeah, it's it's. If you? What, it's the opposite any, of a palate no, no. cleanser It's yeah. really so if someone says here do you want a bite of this they're really giving you it's the <clears> most
2: food which you know what really bothers mm. me is uh they, pickle's they, very <laughs> particular he, he is. Yeah. they are calling the main meal the entree oh that too, which yeah. actually it's not the entree the entree would be an appetizer or mm. something similar this is for more friends. Yes. It's really scary. Okay.
3: And number five, I think I have many things here. Um, you know, I could.
1: We do honorable mention. So okay. feel free to fire away from Okay. That.
3: So honorable mention is that um, to say thank you when you're given a gift and to make sure your children thank people personally. Don't just be like on, on, on social media and say, oh, so-and-so, little Billy got your gift. You know, this is nice of you. Or they just send a picture. Send a thank you, people. All right. It's a nice thing to do. Uh, but no, my number five, and it's uh, it's it's true for everybody. I was going to say it's for women, but I mean, let's be honest. Liberace is a man, and what a man he was. Pearls are always appropriate. I like it. Pearls are always appropriate. It's important to say. Oh, my. Also, my other uh, um, thing was that Chester Allen Arthur was the twenty-first president of the United States. People should know that. Why him specifically? Because I once was looking through a like, President's Day guide and I was like, who the hell is Chester Allen Arthur? Like, I'd never heard of him. <laughs> and then he had fantastic mutton chops. That's they what he for. Like so yeah. then I became obsessed. This is in high school. I became obsessed with Chester Allen Arthur. I'm obsessed with presidents anyway. I have like a William Howard Taft t shirt that's just as big, sexy, and he's in a bathtub. But I love presidents. So um, Chester Allen Arthur became my pet. Like project, and so I've memorized all sorts of things about him, and that's my other thing. But I decided to go with curls instead. Nice. Thanks so much. Steve's
1: giving me the look like I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really impressed. I knew your presidential prowess. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. So that, I was not surprised by that. I finally got Jeff to ask a Chester Ellen Arthur question. He did. I'm so excited I can't that Can you imagine day. how many
3: times you just texted? Him? Oh okay. my gosh, I'm so excited. I was.
2: Did you get it right?
3: Yes, I got it right. In fact, I'm, I'm surprised.
2: If it was like a really obscure question. Oh about my that, gosh, that would, that would be amazing. That
3: one, no, that did happen once. So I have a few go-to answers um, for anything geography, I go with Argentina. And when it's actually Argentina, like I get so excited. It's like I do a whole victory lap around latitude. <laughs> But the other one is that for every band, every, like, 80s song that I don't remember, and he asked the band, I'm always like, it's It's Foreigner. And one time it was actually Foreigner, and we didn't put it. And I was just like, I just wanted to leave.
1: Do you feel like trivia is so far away? Yes, I miss it. Like, it's just never going to happen. I miss it. I do. On Tuesdays when I drive by, I'm like, yeah, that's not happening anytime Mm soon.
3: No, it's sad. All right, you're, you're five
2: so my last one is actually just a friendly reminder about election day tomorrow but something of interest that a lot of people don't know is um every so often the parties get together and they decide what kind of primary they want to run Mm -hmm. and uh we have numerous options we can do caucuses we can do closed we can do open we can do modified Mm -hmm. and so what we actually chose for michigan on the one of the last years i served on the policy committee uh the party was the modified Mm-hmm. Uh, for our primary, which is what makes it makes it so you get a ballot where you can choose one or the other. You don't have to declare your party beforehand, which is nice. Which is closed. Yeah. It's not open where you can skip across. And the reason that's important is, is there is some control the parties want over having as many people who identify as their party. Yeah. You know, obviously it doesn't work in places like Alpina where, you know, again, it's mostly Republican headed this year. So everybody's mm-hmm. really going to play in that end. But just please remember you cannot cross over on the ballot tomorrow or last week whenever you hear this primaries right primaries you, you have to stay on one end uh, or one side or the other if you cross over it voids out your ballot
3: is it gonna be about harry potter
2: no
0: going back to running and running isn't bad for your knees really yes are we sure your knees hurt. it's connected to something else <gasps> really not be using shoes. An it could be your shoes, or it could be a, weak hips, or just a litany of a million things. Okay. Good to know. I didn't know. Your, your, what's your five? How'd you change
3: your tire? Oh, I need to learn to do that.
1: Do you know how to change your tire on a car? I think that I, I call AAA. That's yeah. I don't how know. I change well, the tire. I respect that. <laughs> I respect I that. Do. But it's amazing to me how many people just don't know how to change a tire or you know I feel like I could
3: you know I've seen it done <laughs> I would Google it I would if I had cell phone coverage and I had to if AAA was taking a long time I would I would I would youtube it
1: anything else honorable mentions I know that this topic wasn't your forte however I found it very entertaining especially with the Mary Wax podcast about Test around
0: oh, and yeah. I was going to get accounting more people and say assets equal liability, <gasps> liability <for gasps> owner's equity. but oh.
3: That's awesome. You should get a tattoo that says that, right? I should. Yeah, you should.
0: All righty. How are we doing at time? Well, we're under
1: 13 minutes from this segment. That's good. So it'll be right. under two hours. Yeah. That's appreciate you two for coming by. Yeah.
3: Hey, Thank thanks you. for having us. We had so yeah. much fun. This was great.
1: And um, come I've back again. We've secretly
3: been waiting to be asked for this. So I'm glad that, that we finally
1: did. I like it. Yeah, it's
3: yeah, super fun.
1: I think I want to have you both come back on individually, too. Yeah, yeah. So.
3: I mean, we don't really go places individually. So I'll just put some tape. Yeah, it's it. like salt and pepper. Yeah,
1: we could just, yeah. Yeah.
2: But maybe we'll have, like, you know, Mary can just, like, sit there
1: and look at me adoringly. Or, yeah, 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 you absolutely. Just, or you, he could be your hype man. Like,
3: run, and yes. then I'm like James Brown. And he's like that person who comes with the cape on me. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. We well, could just exactly. do stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. next week <laughs> we are having Greg Kowinski from the hunger hippie on. Oh,
3: which, neat.
1: Which was an episode we were supposed to film, but COVID happened. So, yes, um, my niece will be. Here. Brad's oh, niece, nice. um, dream is run a food truck.
3: Oh my goodness! That's so she's me. got some
1: questions that she's going to interview Greg
3: with. Oh my gosh, that's cool.
1: So we'll, we'll do that.
3: Could she run the food truck like outside ACC where I work and just
1: uh, it's supposed to be tacos? And it's yeah. going to happen. So yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm already going to back to You guys that have been to yeah. in Travis City, not to pump up Travis City, but
2: yes. it's like this bar. Has
3: Don't like, have an inferiority It They have like
2: five to eight food trucks that just park in the parking mm. lot.
3: That's great. great.
1: So good. That's great. Anyway. It's not much as an inferior complex. Uh-huh. What I don't like uh-huh. is how many people talk about how much is better than that Alpena.
3: But see, that's just silly. That's just people who haven't been. I mean, they just kind of roll
2: at think people. That, you know, the people who think that Travis different. City is better We're than Alpena are the people who like think McMansions are beautiful. Like, good architecture. Yeah, that's good point. So I like that. That's a it's good, like, it's that's there, it's spacious, place. it's big, it's fun
1: to go to, yeah. but nobody
3: actually thinks it's
1: really... You one not know, yeah. to live there. <laughs> Boom! See what you just did. That's good. So, well, I appreciate you guys coming by. Um, And then I have a good slate for the rest of this month.
0: Nice.
1: I'm just waiting for the last couple of people to check their schedules, and then we'll announce that out. And then we are marching toward 1.0. 100.
3: Oh my gosh, really?
1: You're at number 85.
3: Wow, that's great.
1: So we're finally are we counting our hidden episodes? Your hidden
3: episodes? You uh,
0: hidden no, episodes? No, we're not
1: counting our hidden episodes.
0: we're not going to count No.
3: Them. No. Okay, yeah. This is 84. So. Yeah. Is this is where you do a whole show on helium? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, you shouldn't, hear that. Yeah. yeah. Helium is a shortage or the whole thing.
1: Young people picketing. Yeah. It'll be bad. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for coming by, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Thank
3: you.